The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord bless his people with peace. Amen. A good reminder is in our gospel reading today, as you know, about how giving offering is tied to the Christian life. The rich young man could only walk away from Jesus with sadness. He was neither thankful for God's provision nor desired to fight his love for possessions. And yet this fact remains with an unbelieving world and its idols that it holds so dearly to that it does not hear the gospel. Our reading from Hebrews also holds up a similar problem, but with a more painful threat against hearts and hands already that were open to the Lord. The beginning of chapter 3 starts off with this good news. You don't have it today, but it it's always sets the tone, right, for the chapter usually. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all of God's house. So there it is. A heavenly calling is what belongs to the church as great blessing of a treasure in this world. While Moses gave earthly salvation and glory to God's people Israel, the greater value and eternal weight long, not belongs to Jesus Christ. Salvation and glory he won by death and resurrection, a true deliverance from sin, death, and Satan to rest now in his church with that gospel. So the writer of Hebrews you might not know, but we don't know who the person was, this man. But some surmise he was a pastor. And you can see why. Scholarship notes this. More important than the man's name is the kind of man he was. An earnest teacher of the church, deeply conscious, uh, conscious of his responsibility, whom the Holy Spirit moved to employ all his resources of language and learning in order to restore to health and strength the weak and faltering church. Weariness, fears, and covetousness, it devastated Israel, you know this, in the wilderness after Egypt. And it can do the same to the church if we do not remain close to the Lord. The malaise of our times dare not turn us away from the heavenly treasures Christ gives. And so the relationship with the living God, you know, it can face dissolution by apostasy. Apostasy is not a common word heard these days um, in our times, but in a general sense, dictionary sense, this is what it means. Abandoning or rejecting one's principles, cause, party, or other organization. There's plenty of that going on. Plenty of apostasy even in the world. Of course, apostasy in a spiritual sense is desertion beyond a church. 
but the ramifications of no longer faith in the living God. A connection dwells between spiritual loss, you must know, and the physical harm to face that comes right in our hands, in our bodies, in our lives. Luther writes in the large catechism on the first article of the creed, which is about all God giving to our lives. Okay? But it's before all this giving of God into greedy hands. And so he states, For we sin daily with eyes, ears, hands, body, and soul, money, and possessions, and with everything we have. This is especially true of those who fight against God's word. Yet Christians have this advantage. They acknowledge they are duty-bound to serve God for all these things and to be obedient to him. And yet a world built on gain more than God can wear down the Christian advantage of faith and love to God, can it? Apostasy can only happen with something bigger than ourselves, which is why Christ made his church united by the, the faith he gives from the gospel. While a person abandons the eternal treasures of God's living, life-giving word, this relationship is not individualized like many think. Well, that person just doesn't believe anymore. It's, it's actually much more damaging. As Israel, so we, as we heard today, are to take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. This taking care is the whole church, the body of Christ, drawing close to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, and that is our advantage because hearts are easily, our hearts are easily misled. And so the threat of hardening hearts, though, needs help from encouragement. Sin is more than breaking the law. Oh, it's a bad thing or not doing the right thing, but it's trying to deceive or mislead us is what sin does. This hardening is like what can happen, you know, with the hardening of the arteries or more literally in the Greek to dry something out that was once wet. The author of Hebrews saw a threat working among Jewish Christians who were being tempted to return to a life of Judaism. Let's not confuse that today. Judaism no longer has Jesus in the picture, right? And by this time, the same thing goes. Jesus is not the Messiah. It's just Judaism. Raw and real as it can be, but without the Messiah, Jesus Christ, in it is that there was a great temptation, partly to return to that ancient glory, the temple and all the sacrifices and all the bells and whistles that, that made Israel Israel. But also a safety, a great safety under Roman law from persecution. 
And the Christian church did not have that privilege. But Judaism did. Since rebellion, it just doesn't happen. Okay, rebellion isn't just, well, how did this happen? Parents know this. Kids don't just do it out of nowhere. They have other motives going on in their hearts. And same thing with unbelief that works upon hearts that are hearing and craving and showing cares about other things. Bitterness, blocking out God and his word, might not be deliberate, but sin naturally deceives and where trust shifts, our trust, faith dies to the gospel. Our present malaise that is not so silent now brings all kinds of concerns, fears, and selfishness. And, my brothers and sisters, it's most certainly deadly. But exhort, or we can say encourage, one another every day, as long as it is called today. This is different from man's encouraging ways about this life, but how Christians know, you know, the times and seasons are kept orderly by who? God. We know someone who says that in the Old Testament. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Who said that? Job. And so faith turns away from uncertainty to consider what our Lord seeks to do in these days now by the gospel. Sunday is a rest, better than Moses and Israel had on a Saturday. But it means togetherness, to hear the redeeming word, silence our sin, and leave the grave undone. To exhort one another every day is to live from the newness of salvation received together from Christ and his word and sacrament. If sin is deceitfully against us, strong access to God through Jesus Christ is heavenly encouragement to keep all hearts safe in him, your heart, to be safe in Jesus. And so then, confidence belongs to what we already share in Jesus Christ. Since the rich young man you heard today left disheartened with closed hands, Jesus had nothing to share with him. He could not share with him. Unbelief comes rooted to rest upon worldly security and glory. We all know what that means and feels. But the church goes about her time with hearts held in the hands of God's grace. Just like the bulletin cover says for LWML Sunday's theme. Think about that. And you know why? Despite discouraged judgments, there was something else buried and forgotten that the book of Hebrews points out. It pulls it out in several times throughout that whole reading. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. 
Now, you must know this is not self-confidence of any Christian or pastor. Or is it about a single church? But what they share in Christ and his heavenly identity upon their lives. And so like the rich young man, the world, the world, that's what the rich young man represents, the world has no lasting share in anything. While Christ has made for us a perfect relationship in him, as apostle and high priest of our confession, he laid the basis of this confidence by his word. You know it. He told the church from the beginning to baptize, teach, and behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Since the Lord perfectly shared in our judgment by suffering and death that he did not have to go that course, but he opened his heart up completely to that, so baptism calls us each day to die and to rise to a confident foundation from God. And that literally, as Lutherans would say, in this month of Reformation, it literally is for you to live in that daily, that good joy, to release you so that you can live with that relationship to God that will not be put to shame, that will not be taken and pried out of our hands, a possession that God puts on us by grace as a gift, freely, to believe and trust. So holding on to this promise means returning to hear the word that allows us as a house of God, not an institution of man, not a club, but as a house of God to pray, praise, and give thanks for all that he has given us in body and also for the very sake of our souls. This heavenly calling is to hear Christ alone. He eats with us, right? Just like Israel. He eats with us along the way as God with us in his holy supper. Dependence on the certainty of the word is our advantage as Christians. It has always been that word. And it will remain that word. Jesus says it. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my word is going to be around for a while. And that's for your good and all of our good. Such grace out of the gospel grants faithfulness to serve and to follow. Greater than Israel's entrance into is our comfort. A better entrance from, from God. For God will bring us to rest in his promised land. We're just walking through the world as strangers for now. But a promised land that will be everlasting life. And you know it will bring a new creation. Better than whatever you could care for in this old dying creation. A new heavens and new earth. Where there will be no more tears. Only joy. The malaise of our times. Dare not turn us away from the heavenly treasures Christ gives this body, even for you. Amen. Now the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming 
of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is faithful. Amen. With the offertory response and also collect.